It's Ian and Holly here with the Home Stretch podcast, the property podcast where we seek to educate and inform our listeners about all things property. And the last few episodes have been really quite heavy on the legislation and the economics. So I'm looking forward today to getting a more creative take on things as we're joined by Elaine Pennell from Fine and Country Property Staging. So Elaine, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thank you both very much for having me. Now, you're a very busy person, Elaine. I always see online that you're at some kind of event, either attending or speaking or presenting. So you're obviously well known and well respected in the industry. So I've got lots of questions for you. But I think, first of all, I would like to learn a bit more about you, because I did hear in another interview that you kind of fell into property staging, didn't you? Absolutely, absolutely. It. Uh, I was very happily running a business, uh, business coaching for many, many years, and really enjoyed that. Having come out of my uh, sports background, where I was coaching sailing for a long time, um, and in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, I found myself as the reluctant owner of a property portfolio um, of mixed residential and commercial property um, post-divorce. I had four children to feed. The global crash had meant that the property market was horrendous. And I basically had to learn pretty quickly how to maximize my rentals and the sales on the properties that I had. So I started doing a little bit of what we now refer to as home staging myself, which just seemed to me like common sense, really, tidying up, doing a bit of decorating, changing carpets where necessary, and popping some furniture into empty homes because they photographed so much better. It's really, really hard to photograph an empty box. But I and I started doing that just because it seemed to me like a sensible thing to do. Following on from that, um, agents started to ask me if I could help them and help their clients and 15 years on, here we are. Amazing. So you have um, your business Lemon and Lime, don't you? That's a property staging business. So when you did start doing this in 2008, would you say that home staging in its form now wasn't really a, a thing in the UK? It wasn't a thing at all. And not only that, Holly, but actually we couldn't even use the words. So when I went to pitch, if you like, what we did... Once I'd started doing it deliberately, which was kind of nearer 2013, 2014, um, and I started to pitch on purpose to agents and say, look, I can help you just by getting properties looking better. I can help you sell them better. I couldn't use the words home staging because that was um, perceived to be a very American concept and it's a fad and it's not relevant to the market in the UK and we don't do things like that around here all the things that you know were challenges in the early stages and we called it for a very long time actually until the last kind of two or three years really we always referred to what we did as professional property presentation and I think that's still really really relevant the only reason to be honest that we now talk about home staging is because when people Google search for what we do in this country, that's the term 
but they have learned through things like Selling Sunset, for example, or the there's some beautiful um, uh, Australian programs, you know, Lux Listing, Million Dollar Listing, you know, those kind of things that do a similar thing. And they've learned the words and that's what they Google. And so now we use the words as well. But effectively, what we do is professional property presentation. In a, in a strange way, Elaine, you, your coaching background you're sort of just coaching in your new world as well, aren't you? In your, in your new career, because you're coaching people how to maximise value of their home and how to actually make itself faster. I think it's I think it's really interesting, Ian, and you've clearly rumbled me because actually I've had these careers. You know, I, I trained um, my degrees in maths. I was then coaching for a very long time in multiple businesses, corporates, public sector, all kinds of things. And... And I happen to have a property portfolio. And what I've actually done is to take my mathematical background and my coaching into a property world, because as you've rightly identified, what I do every single day with, with, with a client, and I think a lot of agents will be doing something very similar, is effectively coaching the home seller on how they can maximize their property. And we do that through the data that we collect, which is my mathematical background, and sitting in somebody's kitchen. And as you'll probably know, my reputation is drinking a lot of coffee um, and is, is simply saying, so, you know, what do you think? Where do you want to go? What are you, you know, what's the move about for you? What are you looking at when you're, when you're looking on right move, for example? And what do you notice about the properties that you're looking at? And from there, most people will give me the answer. Well, what I'm looking at is mostly horrendous. And actually, I'm questioning whether I want to move at all. And so what you're then saying is, well, OK, so if you're serious about selling, how can we make sure that people aren't looking at your property and thinking, oh, it's horrendous. I don't even want to go and view. So people have, you know, most home sellers that we deal with these days are educated people. The and many, many of them are seeking us out um, without the agent being involved, because often the agent will think that the conversation around presentation is much more difficult than it actually is. And I think that's a, that's a really important difference these days to when I first started out. That's really interesting. And you've mentioned some of the programmes that um we all we all uh, don't admit that we watch but we do every now and again there is the perception that home staging or professional property presentation as you called it is just really for the top end of the market but is that right uh, or should any agent ever sell a home that is uh, you know for for blank walls i think that's a little bit like saying well if you've only if you're going to go to um webuyanycar.com for example you go online and you put your car in and all the details and everything and then and they give you a price and then you take it to the forecourt um, where the assessor comes along to tell you how much it's going to be worth and actually you haven't bothered to hoover it and you haven't fixed all the little bits that the kids have pulled off on the doors and so on. And, you know, and actually there's a little dent that you never quite got round to. And before you know it, the assessor has, you've gone from your £10,000 car on, on the, on the um, website 
to suddenly they're offering you £6,000. So in that very short time. And actually, how do you done those little fixes relatively quickly, relatively cheaply at home before you drove the car to the garage? Then actually they would have said, yeah, 10,000, it's about right. And I think that homes are very similar. I don't think it matters what price point they are in the market. Absolutely, we should be encouraging people to clean, to think about the experience, because we know now that so many, you know, there's been so much around, hasn't there, about millennials and Gen Z buying on experience rather than on um, on material things. And actually, the experience that they have in going to a home to view it is so important. So it's not just about the photographs even. Those are the, the, the shop front, if you like. But once somebody goes to the home, it's really important that they have an experience where they walk in and actually, oh, wow, this does look like the photos. Oh, it feels amazing. What a lovely smell. You know, and it might not be about baking bread and all the things traditionally, you know, it might just be about nice diffusers that are consistent through the house, or it might just be about fresh air, you know, but not cats, dogs, heaven knows what else, you know, and worse um, in getting there. So it's, it's the whole journey from A to B of getting somebody, because whatever price point somebody is at, they are buying at the top end of their budget. And it's really important that for every single buyer, they are getting that experience of, oh, yes, I'm really falling in love with this property. I really want to buy. So the old thinking of agents and having been one, um, I can speak with experience. Mm. Um, when asked by a customer, shall I put in a new kitchen or shall I do this and shall I do that? I, I've, I've used the words myself in the past. No, don't worry. Your new buyer will do that. Um, and so, so what you're saying is that actually if if uh, with reasonable thought, care and consideration as to the return of investment that you're going to get, that you will actually get a better price for the consumer by thinking about things and offering a service that, quite frankly, other agents aren't doing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And as you rightly say, Ian, it's about investment. It's not about spending money for the sake of spending money head of marketing property or a head of a sale. It's about genuinely looking with the agent, the seller, and in, in our case, with a professional stager involved who has the experience to be able to look at a property, any property, wherever it is in the market and say, okay, what your buyer, so first of all, identify who the buyer is likely to be because very often, the buyer is the person that the seller was when they bought the property. So they're, you know, you, in the case of an elderly couple, for example, they're selling a home that they bought when they were a much younger couple and also had three children, two dogs, the cat, you know, everything as they moved in. And then because all those animals, people, whatever have gone, they're now selling and but their buyer is going to be the people that they were, not the people that they are now. So it's working out who the buyer is going to be, first of all, what they're looking at, what they need, what they're really buying into right now, and making sure that the product, the house that's being sold, is targeted to 
the buyer. We do that with every other product, you know, that's marketed in the world right now. And homes are the one thing that we don't. So it's about looking at that investment and saying, might not be worth changing a kitchen, but it might be worth painting the dark oak kitchen that was put in in the late 80s, early 90s changing the handles, for example, and even changing the worktop from Formica to something that's more up to date, you know, an oak block kitchen top, for example, is relatively small investment, but the returns can be huge. I really liked, Elaine, that you referred to it as an experience when someone is coming to view your property. Um, And I think that estate agents often do sell a lifestyle to people, not just a home. In my view, every single buyer deserves the service and they deserve the experience because for them it doesn't matter if they've got 150,000 or 15 million for them they are buying their home and they're going to live there and they're going to want to live there and it's really important that they are looked after that their business is valued and that they're given the very, very best experience. It doesn't matter what's what's in their wallet. It really doesn't. You know, it's about agents really caring, genuinely caring about those buyers and about their sellers so that their sellers are moving on at this point to the next stage of their lives. Lots of them are, as we know, very anxious about that. It's something that they perhaps haven't done for a long time or something that they're anxious about because the sale is as a result of a divorce or a bereavement or, you know, all the things. Most people, many, many people selling a home have, so it's not that, you know, the home selling journey is a really stressful thing in this country in the way that we do it by itself. And most of those sales, certainly the ones that we're involved with, come about because of another stressful life event. And you start stacking those up and then the estate agent behaves in a very transactional way that says, right, come on then, I'll put your property on at a high, with a high price tag and I'm only going to charge you 0.5% or whatever. And yes, of course, I can do everything. Goes away, sticks it on right move, puts their feet up on the desk and waits for the phone to ring. That's not okay. You know, that is really not fair um to those people and so you know this is getting a property ready properly is really important and it doesn't matter whether they're spending money on the staging what matters is that they're getting the best advice about the presentation so is it easier in an, in an empty home what if, or or what if people live in that home um Sometimes it's easier in an empty home because um, we are often then not putting furniture in, for example, where we're we're having to think about, well, are the kids going to sit on this? Is the dog going to climb all over it? You know, some of that's easier. We work with both, both empty homes and lived in homes. Lived in homes, we would often be taking in accessories, artwork, using an occupier's own things to um, to make the best of what they of what we possibly can, maybe get some decorating done, lots of decluttering in empty in occupied homes. In empty homes, you can't photograph an empty room. You can't tell if you just have two empty rooms next to one another. And I've done this as an experiment on my LinkedIn several times. You put two empty rooms next to one another. You cannot tell whether one is in a three million pound home and 
the one that's in a 300,000 pound home. You can't tell on an empty property. So if people are going to spend an amount of money, they want to be wowed. So we will just ship in a whole furniture package, which includes the accessories, the soft furnishings, the whole lot to make it look as Holly uh, alluded to earlier, a lifestyle that they want to buy into. Elaine, Elaine talking to you has reminded me of a true story. I think it's 2003, 2004, the market was not that dissimilar to the market that we have today. And there was a house on the market in Winchester, good location, Bordington Avenue from memory. Um, and it was this horrendous cerise pink colour on the outside. Been on the market with another agent. I wrote to them. So part of my canvassing, prospecting, I wrote to them and said, um, I can guarantee I will sell your house. Please give me 15 minutes of your, of, uh, your time. They invited me in. I said to them, um, this is how certain I am I'll sell your house. I will pay for your house to be decorated on the outside. It's the outside that's putting people off because I've spoken to the people that have viewed it. I'll pay for it to be decorated. I'll pay, I'll charge you 10% on top of the invoice. It was all transparent. Yes. Um, and to cut a very long story short, we sold it for 10 or 15,000 pounds more than it had been on the market for previously. I paid the, I paid the painter and decorator, charged 10% on top few hundred quid and the customer was incredibly happy yeah absolutely and, and that's a perfect story we have hundreds of stories as you can imagine very very similar and that's a perfect example yeah. of an agent backing themselves believing in their quality of marketing the quality of service and bringing all of that to their to their seller and, and it's so important so elaine going back to your maths what does the data show you about home staging versus non-home staging? So the, the, the data shows us that, well, certainly through the last, um, through the very hot market, and it's really interesting, this kind of hot, and then the, the kind of more normal market, if you like. So in the very hot market, one of the kickbacks that we got from agents and from sellers was, it's not going to make any difference, it's going to sell anyway. And sure enough, the speed of sales in that type of market were what they were, you know, you know, they were going really, really quickly. And what we were able to evidence with the staging was that homes in a market where you've got a lot of buyers around will sell for 10, 15% on top of their list price if they've been staged because you're creating a very, very competitive market. Looks gorgeous, everybody wants it, and you get buyers fighting over it. What then happens in a market as, as it kind of reverted to a more normal market, if you like, where there are fewer buyers around and the sellers are a little bit more anxious about getting, uh, getting a buyer in, is that actually the the length of time that a house is on the market is smaller. So they're not going for as much overguide, although that is still happening um, for us at the moment. They're going overguide. But instead of a property being on, I think the average is something like 65, 70 days at the moment of a house before it um, before it gets an offer agreed. And we're cutting that down to two, three weeks with a property that's staged. Right. Because again, you know, people look at it and they go, oh yeah, definitely, I want to buy it. And they'll go, properties aren't getting, properties that have been staged don't get stuck in the same way. 
And of course, a lot of the, the agents that we work with in all ends of the market use the staging at this in this type of market where a property is stuck to go and um, uh, use it as their kind of enticing the seller to switch agents and bring it in. You know, I've just posted a case study of one that had been on for four months um, and this changed agents. The agent pitched with us as in their team, if you like. And within a week, the offer was agreed on it. Elaine, what would you say is your favourite story of a, a staging case study over the years? Have you got a particular one that stands out? <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Because we we chuck around favourite houses, favourite stories in the office quite often. You know, what, what, what do you remember? What did you what did you love the best? What a fairly recent one of mine were is. Um, is my current favourite. There's always a kind of a this rotating top 10, if you like. But my current favourite is one that we, I was sitting quietly at my desk one day in January. And of course, you know that in January, um, the market is generally not amazing and everybody's a bit gloomy after Christmas, this kind of thing. And this woman phoned and I unusually picked up the phone um, in the office and she said, I need help. So I'm going, okay. And she said, no, I really need help. She said, I'm living with a hoarder and I need to get rid of this house. She said, we're getting divorced. I know people can do this and can help. I'm told you can help. Can you come? <laughs> Bless her. She was in such a difficult emotional place because she, it was a um a, it was a relationship split and one partner was a hoarder and she was just terrified with how she was going to make, make this happen and we went we actually I, I actually stood in her garden and lit a bonfire with her you know we were we were absolutely hands-on with her for about a month and lived and breathed that house, my team mostly, and then I would pop over every so often to look at progress. And the property had been valued by three agents at 900,000 before we were, um, before she phoned me. And within seven days of it being launched to market, she'd got three buyers and eventually accepted a million and 50. And, but the most important thing for that in that one for me was that she really wanted to move get out of this relationship go and move to be nearer to family and so on and she was just so 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 relieved about the whole thing and being able to take that level of stress away from somebody is just you know it, it I'm, I'm really happy when we can do that it is funny and isn't it and um, how whenever we ask this sort of question to anyone in any part of the industry and you've brought this up before, they always say the emotive story is the one that sticks with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's why you're yeah. helping people. Yeah, it really is. It's why we do what we do, isn't it? All of us, yeah. you know, and I think most agents out there are the same. And I think most agents um, that aren't yet using staging, there's still a big fear factor around it. There's a fear of it being too expensive, of it taking too long a fear of that conversation of, um, you know, how can I tell somebody they can't sell a house looking like that? And I think working with a professional staging company like us can take away all of those fears. And actually all any agent's got to do is pick up the phone and have a chat. 
and and you know they don't have to use us we'll we'll talk to anybody i'll talk to anybody i don't mind <laughs> <laughs> and how do agents get in touch with you elaine so um I, I, as as you will know, Holly, um, pretty much in social media terms, I live on LinkedIn. Business lives on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all, all of those things. I know that because my parents phone me up when they see us on LinkedIn, on <laughs> Facebook and Instagram and say, oh, I saw you post today. I'm going, I didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, it, uh, LinkedIn is mine. Um, otherwise, the website, our core brand website is Lemon and Lime Interiors uk or one word and it's got all our contact details on there as well i can you told me i could talk about the book a little bit too absolutely yes i wanted <laughs> to ask i've got i've still got questions that lined up my sleeve that i want to ask so i'll fire through them quite quickly but yes elaine has got a wonderful book um sell high sell fast yeah sell high sell fast how to sell your home for the best possible price in the quickest possible time and you rightly alluded earlier, Holly, to the fact that I get invited to go and speak at conferences. I've been lucky enough to go to the States to speak at a conference as, as well this year, which is really exciting. Um, I'm partway through the second book. And the reason for that really is to be able to have the whole conversation that I love to have with sellers and with agents, but it's all written down in a book. So it's it's available on Amazon. Agents, I'll always send a copy if they, without any charge, if they get in touch um, so they can just see what I'm talking about. So, yeah, I think that I've that's all of the kind of big questions out of the way, Ian, unless you've got anything else you wanted to add. But if not, I've got a quick fire round that I want to do. With the, the only question I would add, you mentioned cost and time, and there'll be people listening to this actually saying, why didn't Ian ask that question? So I will ask that question. So I know you. I know that it's individual cases because it could be a, a ten thousand square foot mansion or a nine hundred square foot three bed semi. So so I get it. But is there a rule of thumb, or is it just on a piecemeal basis? Talk to you and then you'll give sort of quotes, etc. Uh, yes, to both of those. So if somebody wants a quote for something that's empty and sends over a floor plan, then we'll very quickly come back with a quote for that property. Um, in terms of a rule of thumb, it varies a lot from area to area. And as you know, we work nationally. Um, we will talk about the fully furnishing a property will be something in the region of 1% plus the VAT um, for fully furnishing for the two month package that we do. People can keep it for longer, but there's a little bit more cost on that. If it's a big declutter and styling before photos, it will come in at less than 0.5% of the, of the guide price. Okay. Um, so, um, but everything's different. And I really, you know, I'm always a bit reluctant to talk about. Yeah, of course, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible to, to tell. Right, Holly, you've got some great questions. So over to you, you've been looking forward to this. Yeah, well, I think the first question to ask you, Elaine, just in a quick kind of roundup, one thing that people sometimes get confused is the difference between interior design and property staging or property presentation. So what would you say is the main kind of difference between those two? Home staging, professional property presentation is property marketing. Interior design is creative. It's tailored for the client and they will fall in love with 
stuff and an interior designer will help them achieve the look, the look that they want for their property. To a very large extent, when we work with a client in their home, whether it's empty or whether it's still occupied, on one level, I don't really mind what the client likes. I mind what the buyer is going to like. And so we are marketing their property with the interiors designed for a, a, a wide target audience, not a completely open target audience, because we're saying this is what families in this price bracket are buying right now. This is what they're looking at. You know, sustainable is a really big trend at the moment. So we're using, you know, some of the lovely rattan lampshades, for example, some of the very textured soft furnishings, you know, we'll put those things in to attract that buyer. So it's home staging is property marketing, interior design is something creative. I got thrown out of art at school, I don't know. <laughs> Brilliant, yes, I love that. So property presentation is more functional, it does the job of selling the home. Yes. And is investment, it's investment, yeah. whereas interior design can be really expensive and but because you're living with that, you're getting that back because in, in kind of emotional terms. You should, if you're working with professional staging, you should be expecting a return on investment for your money. Absolutely. Right. Well, I have got 10 this or that questions for you, Elaine. <laughs> okay. And this is just personal preference, nothing professional at all. And it shouldn't be used as advice for when staging your home. But <laughs> I would like you just to very quickly answer straight off the bat, this or that. Okay. Okay. So, eco home or character cottage? Character cottage. Fresh flowers or faux plants? Fresh flowers. Home cinema or library? Library. Twilight or daylight photography? Daylight. Maximalism or minimalism? Mm, that's a hard one. <laughs> minimalism with a bit of maximalism in the loo. I would agree, definitely. Do you prefer staging living rooms or kitchens? Kitchens. Do you prefer carpets or wood flooring? Wood flooring. Patio or lawn? Lawn. Gold or silver? Gold. Number 10, sailing or staging? <laughs> sailing. Without sailing. <laughs> Fabulous. And on that note, I think we've got to know you very well, Elaine. And thank you, as always. You always give us so much of your time and your expertise. So we really appreciate you always. Fabulous, you so fabulous podcast. Thank you so very much. <laughs> thank you both very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Elaine. Take care. You too. Thank <laughs> you.